All right, it is another edition of the wildly popular Channel Partners podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Craig Galbraith, executive editor with Channel Partners. Joining me as always is the man who plans to scare plenty of kids this Halloween, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Craig, another classic introduction from you. It's good to be here. I got to tell you, I don't need a costume to scare the kids on Halloween. <laughs> it, it took about three years for my own to get used to me. So uh, that, that's pretty easy for me to do. Kind of like it is winning games in the Informa Fantasy Football League. Uh, as you probably know, my little Lebowski's... I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. ...are undefeated after yesterday still. We're 7-0. and I see you down at the bottom there getting waxed at 3-4 uh, and four there, buddy. What's up with that? Yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle with my squad. Unfortunately, all of my starting receivers are now catching passes from backup quarterbacks. Or should I say not catching passes from backup quarterbacks. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. You mean in fantasy football there's injuries? Uh, wow. Uh, obviously not a football fan, Craig. Congrats to you, my friend. It's a, it's a great start. You've practically clinched the playoffs already. Speaking of sports, Craig, I do love this time of year. The World Series is getting underway. The NFL is kicking into full gear midseason, even though my Giants are absolutely terrible. Just terrible, Craig. And then uh, I do love the NHL is underway. And, of course, the NBA is getting underway as well. And college football and college basketball is about a month away. So just a, just a great time, don't you think? First of all, always great to hear from Charles Barkley on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> sports is funny this time of year. Now that the NBA has moved up its uh, schedule, the beginning of its season to mid-October, I think it's the only time of year when all of the four major sports are in action, if you consider hockey a uh, major sport, which uh, hate mail's coming in now, I'm sure, but to be sure to send it to Kevin Morris, suburban Washington, D.C., zip code here you're offending our canadian audience craig it's a risk i take i think i offend our audience on a weekly basis anyway no matter where they're from you offend me so there's one <laughs> hockey aside although i am a little offended craig in all seriousness because the new york rangers are probably the only team in the four major sports i have that actually has a shot at making the playoffs uh this go around but you know, the NBA, with all those super teams that are going on, the Knicks, unfortunately, are not one of them. It makes me think of something that, that we're doing here at Informa and the Connect 365 brand with Channel Partners uh, with our friends at Penton. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that? We have our own super team in the making. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it because we've got a, a great guest coming up who's going to do that. But uh, yeah, it's the Penton brands, which Informa bought here about a year ago, are merging all of their sites into one, a lot of the uh, channel or oriented sites that uh, are household names, sites that you would be familiar with. So with that brand teaming up with our channel partners brand, we think we've really got something going here in the future. For sure. You know, it's like Golden State or Cleveland where you have the tripod of superstars. You got your Steph Curry, your Kevin Durant, your Clay Thompson. We're really going to have, you know, the whole channel in technology covered. We're going to have IT. We're going to have communications. We're going to have the business of the channel where you have your marketing, your selling, uh, your social media tactics. So we're, we're going to have the whole thing covered uh, between these. We really are uh, a super team uh, within the channel space, I'd say. 
That's great, Kevin. But enough of you droning on about it. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest who's going to talk about it a little bit. Some actual intelligence on the topic would be nice. So without further ado, let's welcome in the editorial director of channels with Informa, T.C. Doyle. T.C., how are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. It's worth noting uh, to our audience that you and I actually worked together at the old Virgo Publishing, which became Informa. Then you went to Penton, and then we decided we couldn't live without you, so we brought you back. I feel like you're stalking me, Craig. You know, you were the reason I left, and then I get away from you, and now you got me back again, man. You were out, <laughs> no and doubt. then Craig pulls you back in. That's yeah, it's kind of the kind of the way I do it for sure. So, TC, for those of our in our audience who are still a little unfamiliar with the whole acquisition, uh, give a little background on your role at Penton, and then how it came to be that you're once again uh, back with our team, so to speak. Uh, absolutely. So, this fall marks two important milestones for me. One was on September 14th. That was my birthday. That was actually the 20,000th day of my life on planet Earth. There's a little web app you can plug in your birth date and lo and behold that was one milestone the other is actually coming up on thursday october 26 and that will mark 30 years that i've been writing about the channel and ironically i was just on the phone with my former editor charlie cooper who's doing work with us at informa but for a succinct quick story on me i've been doing this literally for about 30 years writing about the channel i took about a seven-year departure and worked at cisco and helped some of their executives with two thought leadership books and then we also uh, worked in the emerging markets theater and traveled the world chronicling what they were doing overseas but most of my career has been devoted to writing about the practitioners, the solution providers, telecom agents, VARs, and MSPs. And of late, what we're really excited after the acquisition of my company, Penton, that had the VAR guy, MSP Mentor, Talking Cloud, the Were, and a couple of other channel properties, to now be joining up with channel partners to see how we can take this thing to the next level. TC, I can definitely relate to the 20,000 days as every podcast I record with Craig seems like it takes 20,000 hours. That's pretty funny. Yeah, you, you just got a courtesy laugh there, buddy. That was about it. <laughs> well, you know, I'll take it, you know, but uh, it's funny because it's true. Anyway, TC, getting back to reality here, uh, you were on stage recently at Channel Partners Evolution talking about the unveiling of something we're calling Channel Futures. Can you explain to our audience a little bit about what that's all about? Absolutely. And we're very excited about this. And we go live with Channel Futures, a new website that leverages the best of MSP Mentor, the VAR guy, and Talking Cloud. We go live on November 2nd. So we're very excited. So what we've stepped back as the two properties, uh, Channel Partners and Channel Futures, have come together, we realize there's a dynamic opportunity in the market for something new. And that is to kind of take a look at the new channel that's comprised of agents that have morphed and shifted their business. That's comprised of new born in the cloud companies that are making a big splash selling cloud services and also traditional VARs and MSPs that are getting into digital transformation services. So moving beyond the mere selling and integration of horizontal basic technologies, but actually participating in the outcomes of their customers. And they're specializing in vertical markets, business functions, they're specializing in segments. And we're starting to see these organizations, as I mentioned earlier, going beyond just backing them up, protecting them with security, and really getting into the business applications. And there's a lot of ramifications to that. 
And we realized with the editorial products that we had, we just weren't covering that enough robustly, talking about selling to the new line of business buyer, talking about the higher level of value that they want to provide to their clients. So Channel Futures is really devoted to the architects of the digital revolution who are looking to better manage their internal operations and deliver higher business solutions to their end customers. So TC, Kevin mentioned you were on stage talking about this a little bit at Channel Partners Evolution. What can you tell us about how Channel Partners and Channel Futures might be interwoven a bit in the future? Absolutely. That's a good question. And we get that asked that a lot. We're already starting to collaborate together. So we have a lot of plans uh, in the works. Uh, Already we're starting to collaborate on a print issue, which is the annual Channel Partners holiday issue. Our teams have come together and worked on that. And you're going to see greater collaborations both at the events and on the editorial sites. So some of the work that I'm doing, Craig, will obviously uh, be applicable to channel partners and some of the work that your team of reporters is doing. We'd love to leverage and use. And as we get more into the integration, uh, you'll see greater collaborations uh, going forward between our two staffs. DC, we are definitely looking forward to that, uh, you know, here in the coming year and beyond. And could you maybe elaborate a little further on uh, Channel Futures for our audience and maybe what technologies you might see taking the forefront here early in 2018 and, and down the road? Channel Futures literally is going to try to zero in on the key technologies that people are using to transform their businesses. What do I mean by that? Sounds like a BS euphemism, but it's really real. So when you think about the end customers that are buying today, you know, Gartner says north of 80% of all IT and ICT, information and telecommunications technology buying decisions are going to be made by line of business buyers. What do these organizations want or what do these individuals want? They want the applications that are helping them better market their companies, uh, Mm -hmm. helping them better promote their organizations, helping them integrate with supply chains, helping them solve their customers' needs. So these aren't the kind of technologies that the traditional channel has specialized in, but they're increasingly becoming more important to them. So we're going to focus on those. And those are vertical applications. Those are applications that are sold to business functions, be it legal, marketing, sales, automation, et cetera. Uh, And there are also applications that are helping integrate and create new customer experiences for their downstream customers. So in retail, they're embracing customer management software, and they're now embracing new innovations in the world of IoT to create new customer experiences to get people off their butts, to get them to stop buying on Amazon and actually come out to the retail. So we want to showcase the organizations that are doing this. And when you look at some of the other uh, base level applications and technologies that they're using, we definitely want to start writing more about artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, and of course, at every turn, security, security, security. So that's that's where the focus of Channel Futures is going to be. So TC, it should be noted, we here on the Channel Partners side, if you can even call it a side now that we're, we're all sort of one team, are just as excited as you are uh, going forward for the Channel Futures brand and, and for what it brings to Channel Partners as well. Uh, last question I wanted to ask you is, if you were honored when they named a character after you in the 1995 movie Operation Dumbo Drop. We need an elephant. 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 Beautiful elephants, I might add, at no extra cost. I was indeed, and I get asked that a lot. The other one that I get asked is, um, you know, I was the co-author of a New York Times business bestseller. And so at cocktail parties, people will ask me, are you T.C. Doyle, the writer? And I always pause because I know they mean T.C. Boyle, the writer. Who's, who's a little bit better than, than I am. 
The other character is when I was a little boy, Top Cat was the top cartoon of the day. And so uh, my nickname growing up as a kid was Top Cat. Top Cat, the most effectual Top Cat, whose intellectual close friends get to call him DC. Whether I'm the head of the Alley Cats, whether I'm confused with DC Boyle, whether I'm that guy just <laughs> slogging away in row 32 on the window middle seat, that, that's what we bring to the table. You're a recognizable guy no matter the situation, my friend. There you go. I get Morris the cat from the Nine Lives commercials back in the day, if you remember Morris. Nine Lives savory stew. I do remember why. Are you a ginger, uh, Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, but you know what? Uh, Maybe for Halloween, uh, I'll pull that off. Well, TC, uh, on that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for taking the time to join Craig and I in this silly podcast and actually bring in some intelligence uh, into the room, if you will. Pleasure to be here, guys. Look forward to working with you again. And I've got a podcast, uh, the Channel Futures Podcast. I hope to have you on next time around. And I'm going to sign off with this. I'm going to be looking for a big giant outside my window on Halloween night. I hope you're there, Kevin. <laughs> I'll be getting that plane ticket to Park City tonight. <laughs> I'll alert the local constable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks again, TC. Have a good one. All right. Great interview there with TC. Great to have him back in the fold. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the interview, I used to work with him about three or four years ago, and here he is back again. It is great to have TC back with us here. You know, like the super teams, I think we're a little more like a a super group, Craig, that they form when they just want to make the most outstanding rock and roll music ever heard, don't you think? Absolutely. I like it. In the background, you hear a little Temple of the Dog. You know, you got members of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden from back in the day. Uh, One example of a super group, yeah. You're rocking out there, my man. No doubt, no doubt. Um, You know, I saw Velvet Revolver live, Craig. Uh, Scott Weiland with Guns N' Roses, uh, without Axel, of course. Another one, another one. That's a good one. Mad Season, uh, Damn Yankees. Got a number of them out there. We do, we do. Uh, But I don't think you've touched on my favorite just yet, Craig. Oh, yeah? What's that? That would obviously be the three tenors. with world-renowned Luciano Pavarotti and, of course, Placido Domingo, and then the other guy. (laughs) I believe that's Mr. Jose Carreras you're referring to. That's right. Um, You know, he within the three tenors is like you on this podcast. It's coffee with the other guy and Kevin. (laughs) Well, at least you put the other guy first ahead of Kevin. So I don't know what that says about you, my friend. Yes, I should have just said Tog. (laughs) Even the coffee goes before you in the name of the podcast. Uh, Coffee is much more essential to everyone that listens uh, than I am. So no doubt about it. So speaking of supergroups, Kevin, they're forming a pretty good one over in Chicago at TBI, and we're pleased to welcome a couple of representatives from the Master Agent right now. So please welcome to the show now from TBI, Mike Onestock, Vice President, and Bill Vandervenet, the National Referral Program Manager. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And Mike, as I understand it, you have uh, some big news. You're having a, a really good week or, or month or few years here, right? Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I, uh, you know, it's actually the last 18 months have been some of the most rewarding in my entire life. Uh, I took a new role, leadership role with TBI. I got engaged, married, I moved homes. I found out we were expecting. 
Cubs won the World Series. I became a parent, and this morning, my son rolled over for the first time. So I am living on an absolute all-time high today. Mike, I love that enthusiasm, and we have big news here on the podcast as well. A Craig Galbraith actually just rolled over for the first time today as well. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're on this podcast, it can only go downhill from here. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, your inbound referral program that just debuted this summer. And uh, Bill, maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. I think what we had found in, in talking with our partners over the last year or so was that there was a need uh, for them to help move up market and work on their skill pivot that required, that's required really for them to move up market. And what they kept telling us is that they were a little bit of a time crunch. So we created this program that brings all the great things that the master agency brings, whether it's you know access to the broad technology and service portfolio that TBI has, pre and post sales support, solution design with our SEs, and an inbound or an inside sales team that can field the calls directly from customers that their partners have and work on solutions for them. So again, it's allowed us to position this program to help our partners move upstream, the traditional partners, go after the more cloudy solutions that they're trying to pursue, the more complex stuff, that maybe some of the transactional coax SMB type solutions were handcuffing them and not allowing them to move up upstream. It also becomes an augmented sales force for them, if you will. So they continue to grow their business through marketing efforts and so forth. And if they can't handle that business internally, they can turn to us as a way to off-source or offload, if you will, some of that activity, and we can go ahead and, and close that business for them. Just jumping on with Bill there, as we're addressing the need for more time or the need to skill pivot or uh, the need to change focus because of margin and commission compression, we've found the uh, attraction from non-traditional partners to be growing. What do I mean by that is that in, in a non-traditional space where they might be more hardware-centric or part of some of the converging channels that you hear people talk about all too often, we're helping accelerate that convergence by creating more resources for them to address the SMB and mid-market with sales resources, and to Bill's point, along with all of those other things that we bring to the market, like pre- and post-sales support and engineering. So, Mike, you mentioned how you're making a concerted effort to reach the non-traditional partners. Can you tell our audience a little bit about the types of companies you're referring to? Of course, that's a big message uh, at Channel Partners, especially from our Channel Partners Evolution event, uh, bringing in the non-traditional partners. So if you could elaborate on that for our audience, that'd be great. VARs, MSP, system integrators are what I think of when we refer to non-traditional partners. It's not just a sell for or the sales resources that the referral program brings to these types of partners, but a customized training based on where their skill level is today to help bring up or create the skill pivot for them to eventually address these solutions completely on their own. So we've created with this referral program the ability to have a crawl, walk, run scenario uh, with these non-traditional partners. So you're setting them up for success, uh, so to speak. You're, you're, you're giving them the inbound referral option and then, you know, basically helping them become a, a full-blown agent uh, for TBI down the road. Exactly, because it's not just that one piece of the puzzle. It's, you know, how are they going to adapt for the future and how are we supporting their growth? 
And so by applying all these things, sales resources, pre, post-sale support, a, a customized back office solution that tracks milestones and holds carriers as well as the TBI support team accountable is the recipe for success in these, this non-traditional space. So, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about the reaction you've gotten from partners uh, regarding this program? We have seen a a really good uh, reception from the partners on this, and uh, as we continue to talk and and push the message out to our existing partner base, uh, there's been a lot of um, significant amount of interest. I think we've had uh, uh, quite a bit of new partners added to the portfolio within this program, and that has in turn obviously helped expand the inside sales team, added more resources uh, from an SE perspective as well as you know other pre and post sales support. And as we look to the future, we still see this as something that's continued to grow. And as Mike just talked about, right, those non-traditional partners will start to be engaged in some of this stuff as they crawl, walk, and run. We'll see partners probably move in and out of this inbound program over the next, you know, 12 months, 18 months or so as they kind of get up to speed. Now, that's excellent stuff, uh, Bill and Mike. And then, you know, Mike, TBI recently added features to your proprietary operational support system and processes. Could you tell our audience a little bit about those and the benefits that partners can receive from them? So those processes reside in the background most of the time and partners benefit from them without knowing that they exist. But to give you kind of a summary of what that means is that our TBI support team uh, has customized a NetSuite solution. And you can see an article online posted by NetSuite in regards to the customization and their feelings on the, the overall solution. That allows us to create milestones and hold not only the TBI support team, but also our vendors in our vast portfolio accountable. And so by holding those SLAs for pre- and post-sales results, we have an increased deliverable. You mentioned those processes remaining in the background uh, and a lot of partners not realizing they exist. That's kind of what we wish for Kevin. Unfortunately, they, they do know he exists. <laughs> well, I, I got to add to that. I, I listened to your podcast and I, and I noticed that. Uh, not everybody gets the benefit of having Kevin in the one-on-one interviews. So I'm glad that uh, the four of us were able to all get together. Yes. Thank you very much for noting uh, that I'm the hardest working man in podcast land while Kevin just sits back and watches it all happen. I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> You're the one with editor in your title there, buddy. <laughs> there you go. SD-WAN, I want to talk about this because, uh, you know, it's really all the rage the last year or so in the channel. What's a TBI doing to help partners help their customers make the leap? So I'm glad you asked that. Uh, Our SD-WAN guide matrix comes to mind immediately because of the uh, enormous uh, interest in that when we put it out on the market. And what that does is it takes all of our vendors with an SD-WAN solution and compares and and outlines the nuances between them so that partners are well-educated. Uh, When we mix that type of collateral with our gated training community, which is at your own pace, so partners can go on and take our SD-WAN course one and two and get themselves up to speed, that generates partner ability to create interest within their customers and feel comfortable with starting the conversation. And then after there's interest, we can support them with our back office, as well as an engineering team to look at solutions. That's phenomenal stuff. You know, it, it seems to me that TBI is really helping traditional and now non-traditional partners really add another arrow to their quiver. Traditional, non-traditional, current partners and future partners is all we focus on. That is our business. And so we strive every day to helping them be better. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you, and uh, we look forward to the rest of 2017 for TBI and on into 2018. Good luck to you guys. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks again for having us. Bill, congratulations on the on the new inbound referral program. And Mike, uh, you know, heartfelt. We made a joke about it earlier, but heartfelt congratulations uh, on all the good news you've had in the past 18 months and the big news for your little one this morning. So thanks so much for joining all right, Kevin, some great stuff there from TBI, as I mentioned, you know, sort of another super group, which uh, lines up with the theme we've had throughout this show. For sure. You know, speaking of super groups, Craig, there's going to be a super group and a bunch of super teams of 6,000 plus people in Las Vegas, April 17th to the 20th, 2018 at the Venetian for Channel Partners Conference and Expo, my friend. Are, are you going to be there? The big show. Winning. Yeah, it's exciting to already be talking about that. I know we just got done with Evolution here a few weeks ago, but man, the big show, Channel Partners Conference and Expo, it'll be here before we know it. Just six months away. It seemed like just yesterday we said it was seven months away. <laughs> well, we said that a month ago. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and just a reminder, you can find the archives of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, which Mike did. We appreciate him doing that. On iTunes, just search Channel Partners Online. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Craig, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. I just remembered yeah, up, we, we left out a major mega supergroup from our earlier conversation. How oh, yeah? could we forget the Swedish House Mafia, Craig? I know that our millennial audience can appreciate their greatness. I guess the, the song's going to have to remember. Oh, there it is. I do know this song. Oh, chair, Craig. That's right. Little Swedish house mafia bringing some EDM music to the podcast for the first time ever. And with that, we'll let them play us out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.